Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! Oh, we got another kitty party here at Point Break Minute. I got fur in my mouth. Don't ask how that happened. It, it was a totally normal reason. Don't infer anything. Uh, this is Point Break Minute, uh, where we point out the moments. I'm Moran Kennedy, your number one kitty lover. And I'm Jess I love my itty-bitty kitty, Miss Frances McDormiel. Say hi, Frances. This is so weird. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, this is Point Break Minute. Get down to business. We're professional podcasters. We don't have our cats on our last while we do this. I uh, wouldn't. I wouldn't even dream of such a thing. So we're on. Let's, I mean, we have a lot to talk about this minute. Mm-hmm. I think this is. Uh, we've done a, several minutes. The last several minutes have been kind of just like nothing. Uh, not much going on, but this one. Oh, oh boy, there's a lot. Minute eighty five. Minute eighty five. So minute eighty five is um, Bodhi taking Keanu over to his car. He says, "There's something you need to see," um, and this is car number three. That we've seen um, Bodhi have. So he originally had... They drove over in a truck. Yeah. So this is car number two that we've seen for this scene. But originally they had their car that that they used before they torched it. Yes. They have the car that they they found uh, that was burned. And the guy found the saliva secretions or whatever. And it was... uh, that was way back in the beginning, right? Oh, I was meaning. Oh, but then the well, oh, yeah, of course. And then the one that they torch, that we see them torch, where the, the shot of Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. setting a car on fire, which is still one of my favorite images of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, that one's gone. Then they drive over here in a truck, and now there's this panel van. Yeah, kind of. For some reason, the word not was a panel Westphalia. Van. I, I, kept on no, it's not a panel van. van. A panel van's like a, a utility van. I think this is just like a. Could this be though the truck that he we saw when they were walking to the car after they first surfed together? Maybe I don't remember what car he uh, he had then. But maybe it was. I don't know. Anyways, but I'm still not sure how it got here. Yeah, because they all drove over together in a pickup truck. Who knows? Anyway, um, it, it, Rosie. Maybe the yeah. Pilot. Although no, yeah, well, the pilot's been with them the whole. Well, no, he hasn't. But he wouldn't have have had time to get back and. Anyway, yeah. this is uh, – I don't know. This is – They could have come I over can't... here with a van first, then went to go pick up Johnny. And... That's very true. Yeah. That seems like it makes the most sense. Yeah. They came over with a van just to have it there because they know they're going to need it. Yeah. And then they get the truck from wherever. Mm-hmm. They're, prob- they're probably they're all stolen. They're carpooling. They're very economic. Yeah. That's good. It they're, was they're... Nathaniel's idea. Nathan- yeah, he's he's always thinking about that. Yeah. That's why they have him. So you gotta have a Nathaniel in the group. Yeah, um, you don't want to necessarily, but you should. Yes, Bodhi says hop in. Keanu says okay. Uh, Bodhi pulls out this little itty bitty TV that's sitting on top of something. Maybe yeah. have you seen this? Is 1991. Getting a portable television that we you can plug into a van, and you've got to imagine they have like so you know it's hard to set up a. They have to have like an extension cord system going on. Or maybe it runs on like 16 batteries. Yeah. D batteries or yeah. something like that. 
and it, and it comes it has a tape. It's a VCR too. It weighs or, fifty or some pounds. some kind of tape player. Yeah, it's like this huge box underneath it that we can only assume is a VCR. Yeah, so he he's gone. I can imagine he's gone to either gone to a lot of trouble to get this set up, or he's used it before for some reason. Maybe they just like watching watching TV in the van. They have some videos back there. What do you think they have? Porn. <laughs> all porn all the time. Yeah. Um, I think they watch like ter- Terms of Endearment. It's complicated. <laughs> it's com- It's complicated. <laughs> Had that movie come out I in 1991? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like romantic comedies they would have watched together. Kramer versus Kramer. The all-time romantic comedy. <laughs> I was just I was thinking outside the bun. Oh. You're just living moss. I'm living moss. So, uh, no rules, just right. Bodhi, uh, Keanu says, What's this? And Bodhi says, What's this? What's this? Yes. <laughs> um, it's an insurance policy. It'll sting a bit, but it's for your own growth. Or I'm just pull out like Press a play. A stack of papers on a clipboard. It's an yeah. insurance can policy. You, just sign here. Yeah. Signed in the highlighted area. Yeah. We meant to do it before. We, it's for the parachuting. We meant yeah. to do it before, it's but, a uh, yeah. You just got to do it after the fact. We got to file it. Yeah. Um. So it's uh. What yeah. Is it? What is it, Jessica? Sorry, I I lost track of my thoughts. It's a video. It's a video. It uh, the TV is showing Tyler all tied up, wearing only a silky slip on a chair. Oh. Um. I she's... love your descriptions. Thanks. Um. She has a silky slip. Yeah, it is a silky slip. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a rope in her mouth and is screaming at the camera. So just to just now that I'm thinking about the silky slip, uh, last time we saw her, she was wearing uh his shirt. Yeah, his his uh button up shirt. Yeah, and, uh, unbuttoned. It's the '90s. It could have been anyone's shirt. It could, yeah, a shirt that sort of you know it was long enough to cover her uh, her downstairs area, mm-hmm. but her downstairs hairs. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't buttoned, and it was kind of flying all over the place. Yeah, so flapping. now she's wearing a slip. So she it's been, well, this is days later. So she's gone through a whole thing. You know, who knows what she's been doing this time? Is it days later? Well, I mean, Keanu, we went through I'm that whole montage. It's like maybe of, a day later. Maybe a day. Yeah. I mean, the the gang wouldn't have like slept on this too long. They no. wouldn't have taken too much time. No. But it, some time did pass. After she left, because he had like he left several messages and wasn't getting in contact I with her. I get the really strong vibe that she like went back to her place to cool off. She changed out of the stuff that smelled like him, put on her little like night robe, was about to do some self care, and then she hears a knock on the door, and it's bad people. It's them, yeah, yeah. And imagine did they they were probably this is probably the gang with Rosie. Because they wouldn't have sent Rosie by himself, I wouldn't think. Bodhi would I don't know. Be there. Because... I mean, maybe. But I, I would think they'd want... So, let me just... The camera is is his handheld camera. That's okay, showing... Yeah, let's I'll say okay. what, what happened and then we can surmise. Um, so, uh, it's a handheld camera. It's it's doing that nice thing that I talked about before. It's circling her. Gotta um, love that circling. It's really good. But the camera is also undressing her with its movements. It's like doing a little like, but like with the camera. But in a really dark, creepy way. Yes. Because this is Rosie. Because this is, because it's revealed that it's Rosie holding the camera. This is what he does. In a really horrible way. This is why he's, this is why he's been in the movies for this whole time. And it's just like, 
so much more sinister because like the camera it goes on to show a mirror it shows rosie's holding the camera in the mirror um and then he like slowly bends down in the mirror and like rests the camera on her head and is like his face is like right next to her ear it's real creepy oh um i'm not a fan and bodhi it 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 goes back we see bodhi watching keanu watch this tape and i'm trying to figure out what is bodhi trying to convey in this moment or patrick swayze trying to convey as bodhi in this moment i really love how it's played out in this yeah it's really nice and is it played out that he's a little scared he doesn't know what Rosie's going to do. That's a good thought. I Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the tape. It's not a live feed. We know it's a tape because he says press play. So he's not. I I would imagine that Patrick Swayze has seen this video. Otherwise, he wouldn't. If he doesn't know what's going to happen, like it wouldn't be Bodie, an effective insurance but, policy. Yeah. But Rosie was also alone with her. That's true. I mean, I, I would definitely. I think there is definitely some fear. I would say his fear might be about what Utah is going to do. Okay. Uh, in reaction to this. And he just, I mean, he probably doesn't really want to see it himself either. Um, I mean, he dated her ish. Yeah. As much he as he did. Bodhi That's can a good someone. point. I forgot about that, actually. Bodhi was with her in one way, you know. And, and, and the beginning of the movie, yeah, he was with her. And he, and, and he showed before earlier that he still maybe has some attachment to her. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's weird. Um, because he's showing his, his new protege, who he thought was his new protege, yeah. his ex-girlfriend being kidnapped by another friend. Well, I wouldn't say Rosie's a friend, necessarily. He hangs out with him. He does. They, People they, judge you by I the company think, you choose. I think they let him hang out with them because otherwise he has nothing else to do. Otherwise he's going to murder them in their sleep. Yeah. Otherwise he you turns run, into a lost boy. You run, you die. Yeah. Which is still super ominous and dark. Yeah. <laughs> Once we unpacked it. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one meaning that's uh, that you can conclude on there. That you run, I will kill you. That's, yeah. yeah. So Rosie, he's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Patrick Swayze, I do like how this is played out. This is basically, we've seen the scene where he sort of has his evil speech of evil. And that was kind of, that almost played a little more villainous. And in this moment, this is kind of, the big reveal to our protagonist that he is like, okay, I'm turning on you. Dude. I'm a bad dude. I'm not your friend anymore. I think, but the way it's played out, I think Bodhi still kind of wants to be. Yeah. The yeah, way he could be torn. He, I, I love how I, I almost, I hesitate to use the word subtle because it's not quite that, but it's not, he doesn't become a full on villain. The way he, he says it will. This is an insurance policy. It will sting a bit, but it's for your own growth. Press play. It's it's really nicely worded. I yeah. really like that line. It's it's. And I feel like it stings a bit because it stings Swayze. Yeah, I think it stings and, him too. And he's saying it's for your own growth. Yeah, also to himself. It's very much playing like he's he doesn't enjoy this part of it. Um, yeah, it's just something he has but to do. But still, he did it. He still did it, Yeah, though. he still did it because he needs to maintain his lifestyle. He needs to keep doing it. He needs to keep doing what he's doing. And this is why he would be a great robbing banks. leader. Yeah. He needs to rob banks, and he needs to search for the ultimate. And to do that, he has to take care of Johnny Utah, because Johnny Utah has figured out who he is, that, he, that he's, he's the Reagan guy. He has the, the craziest morals. He doesn't really have morals. His morals are just about preserving him, his own lifestyle and, and preserving himself, so... 
I mean, he's a true psychopath. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... But he doesn't... He's not... He's not a cackling villain. I I like that they didn't... They could have... In a a different version of this movie, he could have been like, well, Keanu, now that I have you locked in this van... (laughs) I'm going to play you this video. I yeah. hope you like it. <laughs> what? If you could only have seen the jaw acting that Merrin just did. Speaking of which, Keanu does some really good jaw acting in this moment. Oh, nice transition. Thanks. He does some really good jacting. <laughs> I don't like that at all. You know what I said yesterday? What? That turned out really horrible? Is that in a room full of actors yesterday, when I was applying makeup, one of the actors goes, oh, I have shoulder acne. And I go, sackney. <laughs> It would at least be Shackney. That's what another actor was like. It's sh- it would be Shackney. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. But yeah, jacting. I mean, it's a thing. Uh, he, he, you can see him flexing his jaw muscles in frustration and uh, and pent up rage. Yeah. And that's definitely something you do. You clench your jaw. You do, and it it pops a little. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully not. Well, it it quivers. Yes. Oh, the, the, the muscle the... pops out a little bit. Well, I was a... Patient. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, we want to do another take of that? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Patient. All right. If you're confused by what's <laughs> happening, uh, it's because uh, I was a old, I was a silly and I accidentally bumped the, the stop recording button on my keyboard and I didn't realize it. So uh, Jessa had a whole thing about... Uh, referencing rocky horror and it was really funny we tried to recreate it but it didn't really work uh we're talking about jacting and backting we talked about the uh funnier die sketch with will ferrell where they're backting and they're like moving their shoulders around a lot you just won the lottery (laughs) yay (laughs) you can't see me but i'm backting yeah Yeah. well i'm i'm sitting in front of you so i can't see your backting i have to be behind you yeah that's a great bit with uh will ferrell and will arnett and uh else is in that one somebody else i feel like will forte really? three i just wanted to be oh. three wills oh it could have i don't it, i don't think it was i was just no it wasn't just it wasn't. A play, okay it wasn't just say yes you have to say yes sometimes Jessica. Yes. i know you did that a few episodes ago yes you didn't this time because i don't want it to be will forte what do you have against will forte weird i had a dream he died <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. Okay, Jessa, well, uh, please don't describe that at all. Um, is there anything else you want to say about this minute, though? Um, I really like it. Uh, Lori. Okay, you have to just tell me what what happened in the dream. I need. To I don't know. remember the rest of it. You just, I just remember, remember that, that he died. died. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was disappointing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I like Lori Petty's acting too. Uh, she does a good job. Um, being. Tied being up scared. in a chair and being scared. She says fuck you a couple times mm-hmm. and it's it's good fuck you. She says mm-hmm. she's good at swearing. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's a good skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, swearing and There's and a lot of F-bombs like... in this movie and uh, they're used fairly well most of the time. Yeah. 
Um, but like with a- when you swear when you're acting, it's always hard for me to figure out should I be emphasizing the swear word or de-emphasizing the yeah, swear word. Yeah, it depends on what kind of character you're playing, what yeah. your intention is. You know, sometimes you're the kind of character like in a David Mamet play, and you just they just roll off the tongue. Yeah, and sometimes you're you know if it's you're really trying to make a point, and you're someone who doesn't swear as much, you would hit that. Yeah, hit that. Mm-hmm. Hit that. Fuck. Yeah, it's a line that fucks. <laughs> this line fucks. What's your recommendation going to be, Murray? I just wanted to say one more oh, thing. Okay. This uh, it was my first thought watching yes. this minute, so we'll get finally get to it. Uh, it this really reminds me of the scene in The Dark Knight uh, where uh, the Joker has that guy mm. dressed as Batman held hostage, and there's like a handheld camera. You're right. Yeah. That's a good scene. Well, and there are some interesting parallels between the Joker and uh, Swayze that one, one could draw. Definitely. Yeah, because they're both very likable villains. Yes, they're villains that you can root for yeah. in a certain way. Villain you can get behind. Get behind them. Uh, yeah, they, they're both villains that see themselves as a hero of mm-hmm. sorts and and have ideals beyond just co- you know i mean the joker his whole thing is causing chaos but he takes it to a deeper level and has a whole philosophy behind it and uh yeah Bodhi's kind of similar he's definitely into he's chasing the ultimate which in a, in a way is a form of chaos i, I would say yeah I think i'm kind of losing my thought here but i think there's something there i i think there's definitely some parallels that one could draw yeah. Um, the two of them. I think he's all if, about the waves on the ocean, and waves are kind of chaotic. And just if like, they were on a bar graph or a chart or something, a Venn diagram, sure. Um, they definitely wouldn't be in the same section, but they would like be on in one, your Venn diagram. You got Joker, you got Bodie in the middle. What's in the middle? I feel like one of them are in the middle. I feel like they're right next to each other. And then what's on the the other side? I really yeah. want this to be a Venn diagram because I really like Venn diagrams. So, I don't know. Dan, old, Danny DeVito's Penguin. I was trying to think of like my favorite villain of all time, which is uh, Ben and Lost. Um, Ooh. But, but he's trying to keep order, I would say. So, okay, Venn diagram here. Could Bodhi be in the middle where... Ben is trying to keep order. Joker's trying to do chaos. Bodhi's kind of just doing a little of both. Except not really. That doesn't really work. It doesn't quite that's, work. That's grasping at straws. Yeah. Um, this is a whole whole thing we can try and figure out. Maybe we'll make one. Yeah. Probably not, though. I love villains. Villains are great. Yeah. Um, villains are wonderful. So it would be a really interesting study to make some sort of, like, how do all the villains' philosophies relate and like how are they all how how could you link some of them together where do they overlap all the villains ever yes what are the, yeah the philosophies i think yeah i think there are a lot of villains that are trying to keep order mm-hmm. that is something that i think is common in history too like adolf hitler for instance was trying to create something. I mean, by like killing Let's and a not lot of go people. Into I, what he was. Okay, this is getting do. depressing. We don't want to talk about real life villains. Uh, but uh, I think like uh, the Emperor in Star Wars is one of my favorite villains, more because of the acting of Ian McDermott. Uh, the lines are you know pretty good, but the character. I mean, as a character, he's just kind of like 
he's trying to be an emperor of the galaxy and just sort of have it be a dictator, which mm-hmm. is kind of pretty straightforward. Uh, Was that Emperor Palpatine? Emperor Palpatine, yes. Good job, Jessa. Thanks. You knew a Star Wars thing. I knew a Star War. I love the line that he has. Uh, <laughs> he, Is that says, what you were doing you're... when you were looking at me if you were trying to think of a line? <laughs> I was trying to think of it. I'll cut the pause out, okay. Jessa. You didn't need to. <laughs> okay, was... Luke says. Okay. Your overconfidence is your downfall. And the Lamper says, your faith in your friends is yours. So maybe Emperor Palpatine is on one side, the Joker's in the middle, and Bodhi's on the other side. <laughs> there you go. You want this, don't you? Is that Emperor Palpatine? Yes, I'm just doing Emperor Palpatine lines now. Something, something dark side. <laughs> something, something dark side. Something, something. <laughs> now that looks really weird on the uh, recording. Oh, okay. I'm the emperor. It's very spiky. <laughs> it's, as it, I would, I would hope so. Just like the emperor, it's like his voice. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're we've run out of things now. I think uh, it's an interesting conversation. Um, villains, man. Villains. Would where would t- Bodhi's a good villain? And this is where it comes out. Yeah, that's about to get into whole Fight Club diatribe now too. Fight Club. Yeah. Where I was like, well, Tyler, and it's like, wait. Wait, spoilers for Fight Club, though. Turn it off. Five, you, four, you don't, three, two, one. It's 20 years two, old. You don't, it doesn't one. matter. Um, but no, seriously, it would really ruin it. That's true. So Like, he, the entire... That actually is. Like, that's one that you should always just, like, yeah. Yeah. Good job. So, good um, on you. But uh, I was like, oh, well, Tyler Durden would have some, like, similar things. But then I was thinking, well, wait. Really, Tyler Durden, the, the narrator, is really the, the villain then, in this case. Or is Tyler really the villain? Because Tyler is a figment of his subconscious. But being a subconscious means it's still part of him. It is part of him. This is, I mean, this is, this is a conversation. We were, you were just watching a documentary about uh, split personality, right? And that's kind of what he has. Yeah. In Fight Club. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand the differences between like split personality and borderline personality and, and all of that. Or whether split personality is even recognized as a legitimate thing I, I don't know um so that's that's not to say that i that, that's not to be down on it or you know if somebody has it i'm sure it's awful it must be a very hard situation to be in but uh yeah i don't understand if, if split personality is a real thing yeah you can't really know unless you have it or if you really know a lot about but even like people who study it are quite not not quite sure i guess yeah because there's also this is like a whole nother thing um but this is a whole nother thing. Yeah, this is a whole. Nother, it, we don't need to go into this, but it's it's interesting. It is interesting. So Bodhi, good villain. I, I like it. It's uh, a great this is pro- probably why it's one of my favorite Patrick Swayze performances. He's uh, it's cool to see. I love it. I love seeing traditional leading men get to play villains. Yeah. Or, Speaking or of women. Which, shout out David Kaluuya and Widows. Daniel Kaluuya and Widows. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't remember anyone's first names. Yeah. I would say he's, he hadn't been established as a leading man, but really? he, I mean, he was just, he, was, he had Get Out, and that was kind of it. And then he, the episode of uh, Black in, Mirror. And anything before that? He was, he was the sidekick in uh, um, that, uh, what I was trying to think of. The, uh... Was he in Psych? No, that's, that's... that's Dulé Hill. They look kind of similar. They look really similar. But Dulé Hill is, yeah, he's on the West Wing, and he's, yeah, he's an American actor. Okay. I'm really embarrassed now. It's okay. You just outed yourself as racist because you got two black men confused. I know. So that's it for you. I know. I'm horrible. 
Um, no, you're, you're good. Uh, it's understandable. They look kind of similar. I mean, I, I get like, uh, I mean, people get like Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroon, even though they don't really look that similar. I'm trying to think of two white people that look similar. Um, oh, well, Roach and Gromit throughout <laughs> yeah, this entire yeah. movie. Roach we can't tell them apart. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. I'm sure there's other examples. And then to me, Lily Collins and any other British actress. That's true. That's very true. And anyone else with eyebrows. <laughs> anyone with eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you've seen her eyebrows, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good stuff. This is Point Break Minute. Uh, we didn't do recommendations. We need to do recommendations. That's true. That's very true. Thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. You have to kick us off. Okay, I will. My recommendation is going to be Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Tell us more, Marin. It's a good show. Uh, I have had it recommended, heard it about it uh, from various friends. I finally got to, it's on Netflix, three seasons of it, and I started getting into it. And uh, it, it kind of follows a theme of sorts that I've been uh, going with of the uh, comedy music genre. Uh, yeah. Similar to pop star, yeah, it's, Although, a, it's a musical. This isn't a mockumentary; it's a straightforward. It's it's a musical. It's a musical show. It's uh, hesitate to use sitcom as a description. It has more of a narrative thrust than that. Please stop using that. <laughs> <laughs> a narrative thrust. <laughs> uh it's good. Uh, the song, there's some funny songs. It's uh, and it's cool in that it's um, it's basically about a woman who has uh, some serious mental issues. Yeah. But it's told from her perspective. It's yeah. not. She's not just portrayed as a quote unquote crazy ex quote unquote crazy ex girlfriend. I always thought it was quote on quote. And then, like as an adult, I realized it was quote unquote. I thought quote end quote. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, she's it's sort of uh, taking that term as a to task as a sexist term, and sort of you know there's it's common to see that in movies for sure, and it happens in real life for sure. But uh, having um, just like labeling uh, an ex as a crazy ex girlfriend who's clingy and you know oh we don't want to uh, you know she's just crazy. Uh, but this is sort of it's from she's the main character it's from her perspective and you see the motivation the full motivation behind it her her actions even there you know when they're super unhealthy and uh, it, uh from what i've heard as it goes on later into the, the seasons it gets more and more into the uh, mental health themes but uh it's very it's very funny the songs are good the actors are charming there's a lot of musical theater actors getting mm-hmm. to do television work which is kind of fun People yeah. you wouldn't normally see on television. The um, lady from uh, the the lady from the Sweeney Todd revival. Sweeney Todd revival, yes. Um, so I've seen her. So you you saw I've that? Seen her in I'm so jealous. Anyway, yeah. it's good. The crazy ex girlfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check it out. Uh, I I I give it a soft second seconded. I enjoy it, but um, I, I there are some things I that are hard for me to get over in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I do like the fact that it's um, a bit funnier than a musical normally is. Um, yeah, I'd say this is not a, a musical fan as yeah. such. I like some musicals. Just as we were watching West Side Story last night, and Jess and I both totally realized that I'm kind of obsessed with it. 
Like Murrin has a fishy hard on for it. Um, <laughs> it's like in Shape of Water. Exactly. That, like he is like we were watching it. He's like, no, this is so good. And then Whoa, like, calm down, Jess. No, that's what oh, you were like. Jess is she's she's throwing down. And then she, she's picking up a chair and she's and about to I, she's about to break it across my back. And then we were, spit is flying. And then she's turning red. She's Murrin, turning at the Hulk. Murrin was like. I can't turn it off. This every song is a hit. <laughs> and like he was wanting to go to bed, but he just couldn't. And he like really late watching like half of West Side yeah, Story. He's like, when I, I just met- want to watch the opening scene. And like thirty minutes later, more like an hour. Yeah, like an hour later, you're like, they're all just hits. <laughs> it was like, well, I have to see America. That song's amazing. But then another song started. <laughs> and then I watched the next one. And you're like, I was like, Marin, does this really hold up? Is this just like a racial war? And you're like, no, Jessa. And then you went into this whole thing, like really defending about how it's not a racial war and it still holds up no, for it today. Is, it is about a race. It is a race war. But, it is about that. But it's not a racist movie, except for the fact that a lot of the actors are in brown face uh, when playing the Puerto Ricans. And that's problematic. But the story overall is a rehash of Romeo and Juliet. It's a remake of Romeo and Juliet where two sides, there have to be two sides against each other. And I think for the time that, the time period that it's set in, it makes sense for it to be whites versus Puerto Ricans because it's in New York and that was what was was happening at the time. And I think, I think it works. And I think it, uh, I I don't think that movies should shy away from portraying racism. As long as they're doing it in a sensitive way. And I think this movie, for the most part, does. The Puerto Ricans are fully formed characters, even though they're white people in brown face. That aside, they're the way it's written, they're portrayed as fully formed characters with their own uh, agenda. And they're, it's not, uh, and, the, and their perspective is fully represented. Thanks, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Just kidding. That was actually a really nice thing because that um, that's true. So it was not written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know Webber. it wasn't. <laughs> okay. I was trying to think of like a musical person. Leonard also... Bernstein. My oh. grandfather met him, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I'm thinking of Aaron Copeland, I think. Well, that's pretty cool, too. It's it's one of them. Or if not, he might have met both. My grandfather was kind of a big shot. Uh, yeah. Murren's grandfather is actually. Humble brag. Murren's grandfather is actually like super cool. And I'm kind yeah, of like low-key was... obsessed with Murren's family members. No, he's a really cool guy. He's turning 100 in March. That's yeah. like like a month away. He's like in a month. He's turning 100 on March 18th. So like a, month a little away. over a month. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's going to make it. Yeah. And uh, he's a great guy. And he, he won a couple of grants for his composing work. Um, yeah, he's great. To to do that. And uh, at one point, I think he was, I think he was Leonard Bernstein. Um, who he's, uh, he met him yeah. at one point. So. West Side Story is great. That's also my recommendation, I guess. <laughs> cool. And Sweeney Todd. You know, oh, okay. The two, my two favorite musicals. Oh, nice. Take that, Hamilton. Oh, whoa. 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 Jess is Jess is going red again. <laughs> She's freaking out. I just love Hamilton so much. Actually, no, I really don't. Hamilton's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I like Lin Manuel Miranda a lot. Lin Manuel Miranda's like. You cannot fault that man for his genius. Like he is. No, I mean, it's it's it is, is an achievement. Is, like Hamilton is, is definitely an achievement with a capital A. And it's a bonkers to me that like it's Andrew Ham- whatever his name is Hamil Andrew Hamilton and, and Andrew, Andrew Hamilton Andrew Lloyd Hamilton yeah. the most interesting of people 
I don't even know if he was president or not. He wasn't. Okay. Alexander Hamilton. I know. He was one of the founding fathers. He wasn't the he wasn't president. Ever. Okay. That shows you how much I know about the story of Hamilton and presidents. And well, I guess American you gotta watch history. Hamilton and learn all I've about seen it. Hamilton. You've seen it? Yeah. Remember? Our, we have a mutual friend who showed us a bootleg. Oh, sh- it's illegal. We can't. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Okay. We only have 20 listeners, so. Yeah. So. No, she has go. a bootleg of it. I've only okay. seen half of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's your recommendation, Jessica? <laughs> um, I'll do Jim Cotton. Cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, cats. Um, Chess. Chess? No. Is that a musical? Yeah, it is a musical. Oh. Starlight Express. I don't Starlight. I'm just saying, I'm just saying names. <laughs> um, well, anyway. Uh, Jim Cotta. Uh, Murray and I love bad movies. That's part of the reason why we're together. Um, it's what brought us together. And Deep bond. Yeah. Bad movies are in my soul. And I tried to explain to a person about why I love bad movies so much. And they were like, that's a waste of time. I was like, but it's not. Because Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take that as a valid point. They're and, wrong. But then they went and saw Alita Battle Angel on Valentine's Day. So they're <laughs> they're wrong. I'm I'm kind of excited for Alita Battle Angel. I don't know why. <laughs> you will be seeing that by yourself, but I, I think you already knew that. Yeah. Um The eyes don't bug me that much. I don't know why. <laughs> it looks so stupid. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's I'm fine with it. In the trailers at least. So well, It yeah. looks bad, bad, not good bad. Jim Cotta is good bad. Jim Cotta is you just have to see the trailer. No, it's great. It really tells you everything you need to know in the trailer. But the um, movie is, it's worth watching the movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't get the great. full experience of the Village of the Crazies. Yeah. Uh, is it the Village of the Crazies or I thought it was the Village of the Damned? Or is that something else? It might be the Village, it might be officially called the Village of the Damned, but I, I like or calling it the Village of the Crazies. Yeah, it gets like weirdly dark. Anyways, it's a, imagine the, the powerful force of gymnastics and... The precision it's, it's, of... It's the skill of gymnastics combined you. with the kill of karate. I was waiting for you to to jump in. And the combustion becomes an explosion. It sure so, does, Jessa. Um, it, it gets a little a little, uh, a little darker than one would think. But uh, it's still... Not, not like depressing dark. No. It just gets weird. It's just like, well, I was not expecting that. Um, it's a fun, like, flipping around movie, and then suddenly there's, like, a village of, like, insane – it's like an insane asylum village, and yeah. he has to, like, fight insane people. It's 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 too bad. And they're, like, wailing, and it's yeah. – yeah. It's good-bad. Um, it is, It's definitely. very enjoyably good-bad. It's, it's one where you almost wonder, did they do this on purpose? But yeah. it was from 1985, so I don't think they had that awareness at that point. No, I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, I think that wraps us up. That about does it, Jessa. Thanks for rating, reviewing, and subscribing and listening. Especially listening. I mostly just want people to listen. But rate, review, subscribe if you feel so inclined. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, And we'll we'll see you next time. Uh, Hopefully, uh, if we get to minute 86, we'll see if we get there. Yeah, we will. We'll see you next time on another Point Break Minute, bro. Woo!